episode two, predator versus prey mindset and how it relates to your safety. Welcome to the Mind Your Self-Defense podcast, where my goal is to teach men and women how to gain confidence by connecting to their inner badass. I am your host, Sensei Andrew. I am a black belt and Krav Maga uh, NRA firearms instructor, a U.S. Navy veteran, and owner of Rides Above Self-Defense. By using interviews with industry professionals, self-defense students, product reviews, and personal experience, I can help guide you to your badass. Today we're talking about the predator versus prey mindset. So before we get into all that stuff, let me give you a definition of predator. Predator, an animal that naturally preys on others. Number two, a person or group that ruthlessly exploits others. So with that being said, it's always going to be better to be the predator over the prey. So, you know, we do not want to go around attacking people because we are not criminals. Criminals are criminals, so they don't care about the law and they don't care about our feelings. They don't care about anything about us. All they look at us is a commodity in a sense of whatever we value, they value. If you have an iPhone, or uh, expensive Android, or nice shoes, or jewelry, or a nice car, a nice house with nice stuff inside. If you find value in it, you know for sure the criminals do. So their mentality is, why am I going to work a a 40-hour-a-week job and bust my behind to do that when I could let someone else do that and all I have to do is punch them in the face and rob them or stick a gun in their face or use a knife or have multiple friends uh, and rob these people. It's a lot easy. It's a lot easier. It's fast money. And it's 100% profit. And all it cost them was time. The scary thing is, is that the more ruthless the criminals are, the more street credit they get. So uh, I watched a documentary. I can't remember if it was on YouTube or Netflix about a professional criminal. And his protege... Uh, ended up doing jail time and they ended up in the same prison and they actually ended up on the same cell block. And when he asked his protege, what are you in for? He said, attempted murder. And they go, oh, that's cool. You know, because they get street cred for that. And he goes, where'd you shoot the guy? And he said, I shot the guy in the leg. And... The mentor criminal said, why'd you shoot the guy in the leg? Why didn't you shoot him in the chest or shoot him in the head? And the apprentice said that the gun accidentally went off. He wasn't trying to shoot the guy. He was trying to scare the guy. He ended up shooting the guy in the leg. But when he got arrested in the court, uh, 
attempted murder is attempted murder. It doesn't matter where you shoot them. So the mentor told the apprentice, don't tell anybody here that you shot him in the leg. Tell him that you shot him in the chest. He survived, but you shot him in the chest. Because if they found out that he shot him in the leg in prison, he's going to look like a dummy. He's going to look like a, a a sucker gang member, if that makes any sense. Um, so it would make him look bad, and it will make his mentor look bad. So his mentor told him to lie because the charges are the same. Like I said, whether you shoot someone in the leg or someone in the chest. So, And the guy, I believe he got, I think he got like 10 years or some 10 to 12 years, something like that. So I found that kind of funny. But you have to remember that predators, especially hardcore predators, like prisoners who are serving life, their currency is violence. The more violent they are, the brutal they attack people, the more credit they get. So the higher up they move on the ladder. If I punch someone in the face to prove myself to my gang or my my group, then someone else comes up and stabs someone in the face, that person who stabbed them in the face is going to get more recognition than my punch to the face. Then if someone comes up behind the guy with the knife and he decides to pull a gun on someone else's face and shoots the guy in the face, he's going to outrank the guy with the knife. And if someone comes up with the car or a baseball bat, or something more violent, makes it worse, if he beheads the person or something, it is going to make him move up the ladder. And a lot of people who live this lifestyle, they will do it because the more violent you are, guess what? The less people mess with you. No one's going to mess with someone who is willing to cut someone's head off with a plastic mounted down toothbrush. Because it takes a certain individual to think that way and to pull it off and not think there's anything wrong with that. So how does this mindset relate to us? Well, we need to tone it down. We can't bring it up to the prisoner style mindset because hopefully you're not in prison but for the average person the mindset that you need is to think about is if you have something of value in your hand or you're wearing it or your vehicle if you think like a criminal then you have an advantage to know if you are set up as a victim. So what I mean by that is that if you have your iPhone in your hand, ask yourself, if I was a criminal, would I rob myself at this present time right now? And if your answer is yes, 
you should put your phone in your pocket. So you need to be vigil. I I don't know if you ever heard the term called situational awareness. What that means is that you know you are aware of what's going on in your current situation. So it's constantly scanning. I'm not saying be paranoid. I'm just saying scan and know what's around you in all directions and know if you are in a vulnerable spot. Walking through a parking lot at 11 o'clock at night with your car parked under uh, a very dim light, that is a very vulnerable spot. So you should be on high alert approaching your vehicle. Okay, so how do we do this? Well, just don't be distracted. Just like texting and driving is not a good idea because you lose sight of the cars in front of you and the cars around you. The same concept works when you're walking with your cell phone. Criminals are going to go after the easiest target or the easiest prey. They do not want to fight. Most of them do not want to fight. They have this plan in their head. Well, I see this person looking at their phone. I'm going to come up behind them and I'm going to punch them in the back of the head and take their phone. They want it to be that simple. The scary thing is that most people will comply with that in the sense that there's a lot of people walking around that are not paying attention to what's going on around them. So to make yourself a harder target is if you understand these principles or this mindset that the criminals have, then it will help you a lot. So if you, like I said, if you look at yourself and think like a criminal and ask yourself in your head, would I attack me right now? At this present time. And if your answer is yes. You need to do something. To change that. Does that mean look around? Does it mean get your head out of your phone? Does that mean move locations? Whatever you have to do. To put yourself in a better situation. So. I know. It might sound like paranoia. But. You you are in charge of your own protection. You could you could hope and pray that police show up on time, but when the police show up, if you're calling the police during an altercation, you are on defense. That means you are getting hit, stabbed, shot, whatever the case may be. It's already happening to you. So what you want to do is if you have the situational awareness of know what's going on around you, you can prevent that. There is always a pre-attack indicator before an attack. An example of this would be grooming. Grooming is when the person is putting their hand through their hair, like combing their hair with their hand, um, touching their chin, um wiping their wiping their mouth uh tugging on their ear um touching their 
their hand to their nose and wiping their nose. Um, these are all part of grooming because the body, the nervous system activates and people are doing movements that they don't even know they're doing. Uh, so if you could read these signs, it doesn't mean an attack is going to come. But if you read these signs and you have the wherewithal to know that it can be an indication of an attack to come, that gives you the time to back up, uh, get in your car, move, do something to put yourself in a better situation where you do not become a victim. Um, there's another pre-attack indicator with someone in a vehicle. So if a vehicle is approaching you really fast, and if you could see the car coming really fast, and there's people inside and they're moving around a lot, that should be an indicator that they are planning to get out of the vehicle very quick. So that should be a red flag for you. If you see a lot of movement in a vehicle that's approaching you really quick, then back up, create distance, turn around, walk the other way, you know, get a get in walk in between cars where there's another car's uh, barrier separating you from that car. Just whatever to put yourself in a better situation. Another uh, pre-attack indicator is where someone is shifting their weight. They're constantly going from left to right or right to left or front to back or back to front, whatever. They're just shifting their weight. That's another sign of nervousness. That's them mentally preparing to do what they're going to do. And there's the classic look over your shoulder, look over your left, look over your right shoulder, look around to make sure there's no one watching. So these are some uh, pre-attack indicators. There's, there's a lot more out there, but it's easier to understand if you actually see someone demonstrate them. Uh you know, there's another one. There's where people are are flexing their hands, or they're making a fist and they're squeezing it so tight that their hand starts turning red. So there's there's a lot of pre-attack indicators. But the thing is, is that you need to be able to see these and identify them. The most the most important part is when you identify these, you need to do something about it in the sense of putting yourself in a better situation. A lot of people they, uh, guess wrong. They'll have this gut feeling, this uh, spidey sense, this woman intuition, whatever you want to call it. You should listen to that. When your body is feeling something out of place and it's giving you that warning, you should take that warning. So it's better to be wrong and safe than right and in the hospital. So what I mean by that is that if you're walking down the street and you see someone walking towards you and they have a hoodie on and it's 100 degrees outside and they have the hood over their head and it just feels wrong or creepy, and you walk by that person and heaven forbid they 
stab you as you walk by and they rob you, take your, your phone or take your wallet, whatever the case may be. And you're in the hospital and you're like, yeah, you know what? I had a feeling something was going to happen or I had a feeling about this particular person where if you listen to your body and you're walking, same scenario, you're walking down the street, person 100 degrees, hoodie over their head, all that stuff. You're walking, you're going to walk by them, but you walk around, you you make distance. Instead of walking straight in front of them, you walk around or you look at them or you stop or you you you. You stop, face sideways so you could see them, and you're watching them walk by you. And as they pass you, you keep watching them before you turn around and go your, 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 on your way. So this way, you could go home, and you're like, you know what? You tell your 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 partner or your kids, hey, you know what? I was walking down the street and there was this suspicious person walking by me and and uh, I don't know if he was or not, but I just stopped and I turned sideways so I could see him and I watched him walk by me or uh, there was a tree and I walked around the tree, put the tree between me and him. Whatever you did, you created distance and even if the person was just someone who likes wearing hoodies, it doesn't matter the temperature outside. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that you were not in the hospital. So you did something. You reacted to the warning that your body was giving you. And that is situational awareness. Not only did you see the potential threat, by looking at this person that you thought was suspicious, but you also listen to your body's warning system telling you there might be a threat. So to end this episode, I'd like to give you some advice. Now that you have some, you have the concept of how to think like a, a predator, walk down the street with confidence or walk wherever you're walking with some confidence Look around, be aware of people, be aware of what's going on around you at 360 degrees, and you'll make yourself a harder target. If you're looking at your phone or if you're looking at your feet when you're walking, just like I said before, ask yourself, if I was going to rob me right now, would I do it when I'm looking around, being aware, or when I'm looking at my phone. So just have that in mind the next time you go out. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And you actually see more of the world. Uh, I've had a student that she didn't know anything about situational awareness. And when I told her what it was and how to do it, she used to run around the park uh, she would do her jogging routine around the park every day. And when I explained to her situational awareness, she would run around the park and she 
after a couple of days, she came back to the next class and told me, she goes, you know what? I've been running around this park for like four months now. And I never noticed that they had an art display on every corner of the park from local artists. And she goes, how cool was that? And she goes, I've never noticed it because she was so focused on running and not paying attention to what was going on around her. Uh, with that being said, a little tidbit. If you're jogging and you're wearing hair, uh, headphones or earbuds or AirPods, whatever you call them, uh, I recommend you have it with the volume low enough to where you could hear if someone's coming up behind you or run with only one of them in your ear. So you could hear... Uh, if anybody's coming up behind you or a vehicle's coming or whatever the case may be. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Mind Your Self-Defense podcast. Next week's topic, I'll be giving you my top 10 suggestion of the best self-defense weapons. Uh, if you have any topic ideas or you need to reach me, you could email me at andrew at riseaboveselfdefense.com or you can visit my website, www.riseaboveselfdefense.com. And remember, only you can unleash your inner badass.